supernatural beliefs or simply believe in one less silver jacketed book than everyone else well you're not alone the you are listening to the land of make-believe with old man ratchet on w-o-z-o She was a child in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Aunt Aline. With the love that the winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that long ago in the kingdom by the sea, the wind blew out of a cloud, chilling my beautiful Annabelle Lee. So that her high-born kinsman came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sepulcher in this kingdom by the sea. 
the angels, not half so happy in heaven, went envying her and me. Yes, that was the reason, as all men know in this kingdom by the sea, that the wind came out of the cloud by night, killing and killing my Annabelle Lee. But our love it was stronger by far than the love of those who were older than we, of many far wiser than we. And neither the angels in heaven above nor the demons down under the sea could ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. For the moon never beams without bringing me dreams of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And the stars never rise, but I feel the bright eyes of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And so all the night tide, I lie down by the side of my darling, my darling, my life and my bride. In the sepulcher there by the sea, in her tomb by the sounding sea.
got hotter. Only at the People's Radio. Mix it, match it, make it your own. Endless options, millions of costumes. Who you gonna be? Nobody has more Halloween for less.
sunk of 40,000 years and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, shiver for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller.
portals to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. The carriage that will carry you into the moldering sanctum of the spirit world will accommodate you and one or two loved ones. Kindly watch your step as you board. Oh, yes. And no flash pictures, please. Well, the crypt goes creaking, the tombstones quaking. Happy haunts,
once beheld an eerie sight For my monster from a slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise To my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash It was a graveyard smash It caught on in a flash
Halloween is an incredibly commercialised and often completely secular celebration where people don't even know what they're celebrating or why. And while lots of countries might blame the Americans for popularising things like pumpkins and trick-or-treating, the origins behind this holiday are much closer to home. We have to go to Ireland to discover the truth and look at an older and slightly different festival called Sahwin. The word Sahwin comes from the Old Irish meaning summer's end and that's initially what it celebrated, the last day of summer and the first day of winter. It was very much like what we celebrate as New Year's Eve now, with the Celts believing that the day began in darkness and progressed into light and then grew dark again, hence the year beginning during the darkest winter months and getting progressively lighter into spring and summer again. It was also picked up as a transitionary period because it marked the end of the harvest and therefore has a lot of roots in other similar harvest festivals. For example, the Romans had an autumn festival, and it was, of course, the Romans who conquered Britain in the year 43 AD and attempted to wipe out the native barbarian Celts. With the Celts already celebrating Samhain, it's not hard to imagine that in the last 2000 years, a few wires might have gotten crossed and the traditions of the Roman autumn festival have blended into a part of modern Halloween. This autumn festival honoured the goddess Pomona, who was the goddess of fruits which grow on trees. Most important of all these fruits were apples, and of course, apples still feature heavily in lots of Halloween games and traditions, such as eating toffee apples or going apple bobbing. So, around 1500 years ago, we had Celtic religions and Roman traditions running rampant in the British Isles, because even after Rome was taken over by Catholicism, the harvest festival to honour Pomona was still celebrated. It was only natural that around the 7th century, one pope decided he didn't like this anymore and wanted to make everything a lot more Christian. In an effort to steal the day from the pagans, he declared that November 1st was from there afterwards going to be known as All Saints Day. And you may not know that a different name for a saint was the Hallow. This became All Hallows Day, meaning that October 31st was All Hallows Eve. I'm sure you can see where I'm going with this, as eventually Hallows Evening got contracted into Halloween. But obviously the story doesn't end there, because I haven't even touched on any of the spookiness. To get to the bottom of that, we have to return to Sahwin. I already explained that Sahwin marks the end of one year and the beginning of the next. Because of this, it was seen as a liminal time, meaning a period where the veil between our world and the other world thinned to allow spirits to cross into our domain. These spirits were called Ishi and are mischievous and dangerous like fairies. These Ishi are said to be the leftovers of different ancient gods from religions people don't partake in anymore, but still felt some degree of respect and or fear for them. They believed that the spirits needed to be satisfied so the people and their livestock would survive the harsh Irish winter. So offerings of tasty fruit and drinks were left outside to put the spirits into a good mood. There is another even darker side effect of the veil being thinner, however as the Celts also believed that this time of year was when the souls of the dead would be able to return home. Dead. And the souls of the dead. The souls of the dead. The souls of the dead would be able to return home. Overnight. 
Fires would be kept lit and places at tables would be set out in order to welcome their dearly departed back for their one night a year. There was even a formal period of lighting candles to honor the dead and praying for their souls before the Halloween festivities would officially begin. Another big thing people used to do was light special bonfires. Since the 16th century, the practice of mumming has been associated with All Hallows Eve. At the bonfires I just mentioned, people would dress up in costumes and ugly masks in an attempt to ward off and protect themselves from the Ishi. It was believed that looking like one of them would trick them into thinking that you were one themselves, or to stop the souls of the dead from recognizing you if, say, you weren't very nice to them when they were alive and they want revenge. Because of this, it was also called guising. While people in these costumes would hang around the bonfires and make a racket, others would go around local houses and knock on doors in attempt to claim the offerings left for the Ishii themselves. This, of course, is the practice which modern trick-or-treating comes from. It was during the period of British colonial rule over the states on the East Coast that Halloween was allowed to flourish, especially in states like Maryland, where the Protestant belief systems weren't quite as strict as in different areas of New England. People began to have public parties to celebrate the harvest where they would also tell stories of the dead and, typically enough, try to predict the future. And it was because of Americans pushing in the 19th century to remove anything too scary from Halloween and make it much more of a community event that the celebration has lost much of its religious associations and where Halloween parties like we know them today have come from. It continued to evolve into a secular consumerist holiday, and today, on average, Americans spend more than six billion each year on Halloween. It was brought to America a few hundred years ago by Irish immigrants and was transformed and regurgitated into the form we see it in today and is now one of the biggest commercial holidays in the world. So that's more or less the story of Halloween. Frankenstein would have been accepted as a genius of science. Frankenstein, 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 Franken
Instead, he was sent to the guild. Instead, he was sent to the guild. I swore I would never have him. They will never be rid of me. This is something I am proud of. This is something I am proud of.
ghosts and ghouls. That is it for a very special Halloween themed edition of The Land of Make Believe. I'm your host, Old Man Ratchet, and I will be back with you in the studio next Saturday night. Yes, right now I'm actually in Denver, probably checking out the show on my phone before HBO starts. Because there is a bit of a time difference. And, uh, you know, we've got a brand new horror band with No Obedience, or possibly a rerun coming up next. I'm not sure. No Obedience is here in Denver with me hanging out. But I do hope you have a great Halloween. Make sure to tune in to Wozo on Monday on Halloween for a very special Halloween themed rotation. Alright, y'all. Until next week. This is Dead Man Ratchet saying, be safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> Time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your stereo. It's for the horathon. And remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it. And don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy, happy Halloween. 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 Happy, happy Halloween.